Welcome to part two of this exclusive Nutri Ingredients podcast with Professor Albert Flynn, Chair of the European Food Safety Authority's Scientific Panel on Dietetic Products, Nutrition and Allergies. I'm Shane Starling. The NDA, as it's known, EFSA's Health Claims Panel, has been criticised for unevenly applying scientific criteria. Textbook and third-party references may be good enough for some nutrients, such as vitamins and minerals, but not others, such as carotenoids like lutein. So say industry groups anyway, which believe essential and non-essential nutrients are being scrutinised differently by the NDA. But Professor Flynn says the criticism is unfair and unrepresentative of the actual state of play. I have seen that comment, and and this is a misunderstanding. Um, We have been able to do the evaluation of certain claims on nutrients, like function claims on on vitamins and minerals, for example, um, using uh, authoritative scientific sources, uh, such as reports uh, from the Institute of Medicine, for example, or reports from the Scientific Committee on Food, the former Scientific Committee on Food, uh, authoritative bodies that have reviewed the evidence uh, that these nutrients have this function in the body. So uh, for many of these functions, there would be many such reports agreeing on this. So there would be um, general consensus among scientific bodies that in fact, these claims uh, are true. So uh, in those cases, uh, EFSA feels we don't have to go back to review the primary studies mm-hmm. on this. We can simply accept these authoritative sources uh, as the basis for the substantiation. But couldn't you say that uh, that kind of uh, backing from, uh, from major scientific authorities um, exists, for instance, in the case of lutein or in the case of cranberry? where you have the, the French, um, I think in both cases there, you have the French um, agency that has already approved claims in regard to those substances. Why, why well, were they deemed to be of less weight than, for instance, the, the Institute of Medicine in the US in, in regard to a particular vitamin or, or mineral? Well, I think we have to be very careful because we, we have certainly, we have um, some substances where there are claims uh, that have been evaluated by national authorities, for example, in, in certain areas. Uh, we have to be careful that these claims are the same ones that have been submitted to EFSA. Sometimes they're not the same claims. We have to look very carefully. Um, in some of these cases, we find that we're in agreement with what some national authorities have, have uh, decided. But we cannot simply take it at face value. We have to have the evaluation reports from these authorities so that it's transparent. We have to see the basis on which they reach their conclusion. If we can just continue with the, on lutein for a second, another criticism that has come in in regard to some opinions is the way that the, the suggested claim is altered um, by, by, the, by the panel, by the health claims panel, by the NDA. And, for instance, um, in, the, in regard to lutein, I think the, the suggested claim was protection of the retina and lens from oxidation, which, which is very similar to the approved claim in France. But then the end result from the panel was that, the, um, that lutein didn't support maintenance of normal vision. Well, this is one of the difficulties with the Article 13 list, is that we don't have an identified applicant 
to go back to to clarify uh, issues that relate to the specific claim. But why would why um, would that why would that um, claim be changed anyway? Well, we change many of the claims. We we have to look at what the proposed health relationship and the proposed wordings are, and then we make what is our best interpretation of what we think that claim means. Sometimes it's not totally clear what it means. And uh, we also have to consider that it has to be, the claim has to represent a beneficial physiological effect. So we're looking for the wording uh, which specifies a specific beneficial physiological effect and how we can interpret that. These are general function claims, and we try to interpret them in the fairest way that we can. Um, I think the disadvantage with the Article 13 procedure is that we don't have an applicant to go back to. If this had come as a dossier, Mm -hmm. for example, Mm -hmm. uh, what we would normally do is we would go back to the applicant immediately and say, this is the claim you've submitted. This is our interpretation of what you've submitted. Do you agree? But we don't have that facility with Article 13. Look to Nutri-Ingredients for further excerpts from this podcast where Professor Flynn explains why there is hope for some rejected Article 13.1 claims. 